now, you're catching up with Peach. Hello, hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Peach Podcast. Yes, you can tell by the title. We're here today to talk about the NBA playoffs or the NBA postseason, whatever you prefer to call it. And uh, if you've been around for these bonus episodes, you're familiar with how they're structured. But if not, this is your first one. We kind of, or I kind of like to take it uh, in levels or layers to it. So for this one specifically, we'll have three levels. The first one will be kind of the basics. We'll talk some overview, the formats, scheduling, kind of that big picture idea. Uh, The level two will be some specifics. Uh, We'll talk about kind of some news heading into it, some names to know, the specific teams, how they match up with one another. And then last in level three, we'll talk some terminology. It won't be extensive terminology. I feel like I've covered uh, some basketball terminology in past episodes or my Word of the Day Wednesdays if you see that. But still, I want to make sure you guys know a couple things uh, terminology-wise so you can feel educated watching any of these games that you may choose. And uh, have no fear. The NBA playoffs are here, but they are here to stay. Um, This is a marathon type of postseason and not a sprint by any means. So even if we're a couple weeks in and you come back and listen to this episode, this information will still be pretty relevant. So um, having said that, there's the introduction. Let's go ahead and get into level one, which is going to be the basics. So It started April 15th, and just for full disclosure's sake, I am recording early on Monday morning, April 17th, but it started April 15th. As a reminder, there are 30 teams in the NBA, and 16 teams are in the playoffs. 16 teams have made it. Um, Schedule-wise, let me jump back to schedule for a quick second. Started April 15th, the first round. We're in the middle of the first round right now as I'm recording. The finals start June 1st. So I'm not kidding when I say that it's a marathon. uh, Because go ahead and do that math in your head how many weeks this is going to last. So again, 16 teams, eight from each conference. Because in the NBA, we have the Eastern Conference and we have the Western Conference. These games will funnel down to having, you know, it's the the best of the Western versus the best of the Eastern Conference. And I have linked... um, If you go to the show description, show notes, I've linked uh, the bracket so you can kind of get a better picture of what this looks like. I know for me, it's helpful to see a bracket. I'm going to talk through it with you today, but I'm a visual person, so I like to see it. So check that out if that helps you. The way that we got here with the eight teams from each conference, the top six teams were automatically in based on record. But those last two spots, it was different this year. There was a play-in tournament of sorts. And so the last four teams, so think about it, the top six teams from each side automatically in. Teams 7 through 10 then played each other to kind of duke out those last two spots. So 7 played 8, and whoever won that game was automatically in. The 9 played 10, and the winner of 9 and 10 played the loser from 7 and 8, and then that winner made it in. Do you follow? (laughs) Okay. So really, 
the thing to know is it was weird and new this year that we had to play in for those last two spots. And now we know who those teams are. We're already in round one, but that was just something kind of funky this year. The way that the format works is number one will play number eight, number two will play number seven, three plays six, four plays five. I think it's fairly intuitive. Again, check out the bracket if you want to see it a little more visually. They are best of seven series if necessary, and they do rotate playing, you know, home court. Whoever has the higher seed, that's where it starts, and then they flip. So couple games for the higher seed at their home court, and then it switches to the other, and it will continue to go that way. Okay, that's kind of the basics. Let's go ahead and move into level two or layer two, if you will, and talk some specifics about this year. So coming in, we want to know who won last year. Who's the defending champs? If you've been listening throughout the year, you know it's the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry and company. They won last year over the Boston Celtics. But things change so much from year to year, as we'll see based on where those teams are ranked right now. But let's go ahead and talk about you know, who we've got in each conference. So to start off, let's talk about the Eastern Conference. So the Milwaukee Bucks have the number one seed, and they will be playing the Miami Heat. And really, game one has already taken place. So as I go ahead and give you these series, I'll give you who's got the 1-0 lead as of now. So Milwaukee Bucks and Miami Heat, the Heat actually won that first game. Uh, the two and seven matchup in the Eastern Conference is going to be the Boston Celtics as the two seed, the Atlanta Hawks as the seven seed. Celtics won game one. The three and six matchup is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. 76ers took game one. And then the four and the five matchup is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks and the Nook in the nooks, <laughs> the Knicks have game one there. So I'm going to give you, so now that we've talked about Eastern Conference, let me talk about some names that go with each team. Just if you're going to start paying attention, if you are a fan of one of those Eastern Conference teams, these are just names I would say you need to be aware of for the Eastern Conference side and moving forward. So First off, for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. And on the Miami Heat side of things, Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, actually, as of the first game, he's now the fourth player in Miami Heat history to have a 1,000 playoff points. He joins Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. And if you're familiar with NBA names, that's royalty. All right, Donovan Mitchell's the name you need to know for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's had an incredible first season with them, came from the Utah Jazz. Jalen Brunson's a name to know with the New York Knicks. Joel Embiid is the name I'll give you for the Philadelphia 76ers, and probably more to come on him later in the week, uh, but he is the favorite for MVP right now. He's a big man for the 76ers. Mikel Bridges with the Brooklyn Nets. He came in partway through the year during some trades and things like that, but he has had um, an incredible back half of the season with the Nets. Jason Tatum is a name you hopefully will already know, or if not, now you do, with the Boston Celtics, kind of the, the catalyst for his team there. And then last but not least for the Atlanta Hawks, I'll give you Trey Young, kind of a three-point specialist there with the Atlanta Hawks. So that is the Eastern Conference. That's kind of what that looks like. Let's go ahead and move now to the Western Conference side of things. And the number one seed there are the Denver Nuggets. They play the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves are the eighth seed. After game one, Denver's got the lead. 
The two and the seven in the Western Conference going to be the Memphis Grizzlies and the L.A. Lakers. And a surprise here, the Lakers actually won game one. Uh, nobody really anticipated that, but the Lakers have LeBron. Oops, moving ahead of myself there with the names. Okay, the three seed and the six seed, uh, that's the Sacramento Kings. And then the Golden State Warriors are the six seed. And the Kings had game one. And then the four and the five seed, the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. Um, and the Clippers actually took game one. So just because the teams are playing at home doesn't mean that they win game one, um, as we can see so far. But I will say, out of all of the first-round games, Denver's win over Minnesota was probably the most significant or the biggest margin of victory that we saw, largest margin of victory. Okay, let me give you a couple of those names. So in the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, and then for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Rudy Gobert. For the Phoenix Suns, I'll give you Kevin Durant, L.A. Clippers. You need to know Kawhi Leonard's name. For the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox, Mr. Clutch. But also Mr. Clutch on the opposite side of him for this series, Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. And then for the Memphis Grizzlies, you got to know Ja Morant. And, of course, with the L.A. Lakers, you got to know LeBron James. So a couple things to kind of give you Headline-wise, news-wise coming into this, some of the underlying storylines for these series specifically. Please keep in mind as we move through this bracket and as we start, you know, it, it all comes to a close. You know, I think it starts big in the bracket and then it narrows. There will be different storylines for different series, whether players are playing against ex-teammates or they're playing against old teams, things like that. But just kind of to get us going here, the, the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers is a really unique matchup because Chris Paul played for the Lakers, excuse me, Chris Paul played for the LA Clippers. See, there's a couple different LA teams. LA's got all the teams. Uh, played for the Clippers for a long time. And really, it's a question of, can Chris Paul and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, you know, can they really come together? They made some some power moves during the middle of the season to kind of try and revamp things. Will that, uh, will those be good moves? You know, will that... Um, what am I trying to say? Will it pay off? There we go. Will it pay off? <laughs> uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and uh, D'Angelo Russell together are eight and one now, nine and one. Um, so, what does it look like with all of them together? Can they beat John Morant and the Grizzlies, who have had a great, a great record uh, on their home court? And they did. They won Game One. So, as of my Sunday night prep, again, this is Monday morning. I'm recording. Couple things to know: um, Giannis Antetokounmpo left Game One early with some back problems. They'll be monitoring that. John Morant is probably going to miss game two. Again, that's the Grizzlies name to know. Paul George for the LA Clippers is going to be out for this first series. Um, and I say first series because we don't really know if they're going to continue or not. Obviously, Clippers won game one. We'll see there. Julius Randle is back from an injury, um, and he had 19 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists for the New York Knicks. So coming back, coming back strong there. I will tell you, just as a whole, looking at these teams, don't sleep on the Phoenix Suns. I know they lost game one, but they're if all the pieces start clicking, they could make a really deep run. Phoenix Suns making a deep run. The Philadelphia 76ers, obviously, with the big man of the year, probably Joel Embiid. And then Sacramento Kings. I have given them a little bit of credit in my weekly podcast because I was like, we we need to put some respect on their name. Um, but they, they can make a stand, too, this postseason. And then I would say... 
um, especially here in this Western Conference. Golden State Warriors, as the sixth seed, they've struggled all year, had some injuries, just haven't been able to find their rhythm on the road. And then the L.A. Lakers, they're a seven seed. They had to get in by a play-in, and you've got LeBron James, who broke the NBA scoring record this year, but one man can't do it all. So I think this year is just shaping up to be really fascinating because— you know, come postseason, it's kind of like it's anybody's game. So we we shall see what happens. Let me know what you're thinking out of the gate. What's, who's your money on, figuratively speaking? Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move into level three and talk a little bit of terminology. So a double-double or even a triple-double, that references double-digit figures in scoring first off. So if you say double-double, that first double is always going to be about points that scored. The second one's going to be rebounds. And most of the time, third is going to be assists. It's rare that we see double figures in steals, like super rare, but that's what a double-double is. So when I was just talking about Julius Randle having 19 and 10, that's a double-double. Technical fouls. So there's flagrant fouls. There's technical fouls. Flagrant fouls are beyond the play, and they're they're physically, you know, they they can be harmful. It's flinging elbows, things like that. You know, beyond aggressive. Technical fouls are things that are happening outside the run of play, um, mouthing off, things like that. So those are some of your ta- your foul terms. Um, and one. That basically means you got fouled in the act of shooting, you made the shot, and you get to go to the free throw line for an extra. An alley-oop is where, oh gosh, how do I even explain this? Somebody's going to listen and be like, I could have explained it better. I'm sure you could have. Please be my guest next time. Um, You got a guy that passes a ball midair, and the guy either dunks it or has a layup. The recipient, it's almost like it's a football pass on on a basketball court. Guy chucks it up to his teammate. Typically, it's a big guy, but let's let's not hate on the on the guards. They can get up as well, um, but they will go and finish the ball, kind of catch it in midair, catch it on the jump, catch it on the upswing, and finish at the rim or off the backboard. That's an alley oop. The shot clock violation that you got to get a shot off before you know it does the whole shot clock violation, or it's automatically that switches possession. It's the other team's ball. Over and back. Once you cross half court in basketball, you can't go back. Um, now it's different if there's like a deflection or it like quickly changes possession, and then you get it back in transition. Um, but you can't go over and back. Not happening. Also, you'll see this being talked about a lot from a stats perspective. So you've got just regular field goal percentage. That's just kind of like any any shot you're taking. You've got three-point percentage, which, again, the percentage from, you know, behind the arc from your three-point. And then you've got free throw percentage. And so you will see a lot of times we talk about this. Um, we talk about it as a whole, but you'll see it talked about here with how well teams are shooting or even how individuals are shooting. And they'll bring in specific stats like this to talk about, oh, this player does this well against this team, or, you know, they'll they'll bring some specifics there. So a couple terms to kind of get you set and ready, even though we're already in the middle of it. Um, but I hope this gives you a little bit of an idea of what this 
six weeks or so of the NBA postseason looks like. I think it's shaping up to be a fun one. I'm curious to see how the stars will do, if the stars can align. Um, But yeah, sit down, strap in. Thanks for being here for a bonus episode. Um, I'll look forward to catching up with you guys as normal on Thursday. This has been a bonus episode with Peach. I'll see you next time.